This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer and I am so ready to be here today solo for another Vanderpump Rules recap. This might be one of the juiciest episodes of Vanderpump Rules of all time. I know that is a big statement, but when you when you flip back through the ages, through the years, when has there been a time where there was this much anticipation about a single episode or a single show? a single section of a season of a Bravo show. There have been big storylines before, but like we are careening towards something really historic happening this season. And I think they are doing such an excellent job, the editors especially, of peeling back the layers and showing us a little bit more every week. And our spidey senses are tingling. And I'm excited to get into all of it. But before I do, I wanted to just plug a little bit. I am going to be appearing next month with one of our recurring Mention It All favorite guests, Sarah Galley. I am joining her for her Andy's Girls Live, A Scandal Spritz. We are going to be at the Green Room 42 in New York the day after the Vanderpump Rules season finale for a live show. Uh, there is also a live stream link. If you are not going to be in New York, you can uh, watch the show online. Uh, but to get tickets, you can go to the Green Room 4242.venutix.com or, uh, you know, just just search for it and you'll find it. But uh, I would love to see you guys on May 18th. So if you are in New York, uh, feel free to check that out and come out and see me. We'll be talking about Vanderpump Rules. We'll be talking about Jersey. We'll be talking about lots of good stuff. But without further ado, we have lots of good stuff to talk about today. And that is that is this, this Chef's Kiss episode of Vanderpump Rules. I just went to print out my notes before this recording because I like, as you know, I'm of the, the internet age. I do things online. I do things on the computer. But when I record, I like to print out my notes if I'm in the office and then I have you know, free printing. I printed out my notes just now. And when you're just typing on, I, I take my notes on, you know, the notes app, you might say, uh, on, on my Mac. So you don't really see how much you're typing. It just kind of like all goes up into the note. I took three full single space pages of notes about this episode. And there are some episodes of Bravo that I watch where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm taking notes. And then I finish the 43 minutes or so and have like six bullet points. This episode, there was so much to discuss. And thankfully, we barely even have to talk about Schwartz and Sandys. We're not getting a full episode of, you know, them meeting with Greg and hearing about how they're not going to open on time. That's nice. Th- this is all killer, no filler. Uh, we are 
we're really, you know, firing on all cylinders, and I am so happy about it. Uh, we begin the episode the morning after Lala's birthday gathering, where, of course, Raquel uh, crashed a little bit, and she and Lala had a nice moment. Uh, so Lala heads over to Katie's new apartment. Katie's talking about making out with Satchel. I didn't really need to see that, but, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm glad Katie's getting some. And Satchel, I mean, he's really uh, getting a lot of screen time this episode. Uh, we'll we'll circle back to that in a few minutes. Um, but I like to see that Katie is is feeling herself. She was a little nervous about, she said, debuting a relationship because she's not divorced yet. But, you know, I don't think anyone in that group, except with the exception of maybe Schwartz and, you know, Sandoval being a prick, everyone in that group is happy for Katie. They want her to get laid. They want her to be living her best life. And if it's with a shaggy, curly-haired 25-year-old, girl, do it. Have fun. Live your life. Do what you got to do. So they get on to the topic of Raquel. Can you imagine? And Katie with the Raquel and Schwartz thing, she's saying she she can forgive people, but she doesn't want to feel like she has to sleep with one eye open or watch her back when she's around Raquel. And I think that's kind of Katie, this episode is in the toughest spot with Raquel because she still is really frustrated about the whole Schwartz thing. And even Lala now is sort of coming around on Raquel just a little bit. Um, She does say that Raquel being accused of uh, being a mistress was the best birthday gift she could have asked for. Um, But she does, you know, she acknowledges later in this episode that she doesn't think Raquel did anything wrong in Vegas when she was making out with Oliver and that she is, you know, she handled that situation well and that talking to her made a difference. So I, it's, it's funny to see that Raquel is even now sort of wiggling her way back into the good graces of somebody like Lala. We still see Sheena riding hard for her. We still see Ariana riding for her. We're, we're getting down to the wire this season and Raquel is still on good terms with almost everyone in the cast, which makes it, you know, just so much more anticipation for when it's all going to come crashing down. But we got to talk about this thing at the Abbey because the Sandoval and Raquel stuff, it's starting to percolate up to the surface more and more each week. And it's it's a tough look. So now Lala and Katie are talking about this. Uh, you know, because of course, Sandoval told Katie at the birthday party that it seemed like she was enjoying Raquel getting dragged online. And Katie responded that it seemed like Sandoval was enjoying Raquel at the Abbey. Uh, honestly, a great comeback. I love that from Katie. I love when Katie is, you know, snappy and with it. Um, but yeah, they're talking about it. They say it's weird. They call back to Allie seeing them. And Katie in the confessional gives her two cents on Tom potentially cheating on Ariana. And she says, I don't want to say Tom would ever cheat on Ariana because I'd have to kill him. But she can't deny that it's a little strange that Sandoval and Raquel were out together alone because she's been friends with Sandoval for like a full decade plus at this point. And she's never gone out with him alone when he's been in a relationship. And also it doesn't help that Raquel has is on the record as saying that when she drinks too much, she kind of has no control over what she does. She doesn't remember a lot of things that happen. And, you know, that's not a good foundation of trust to build upon. Um, so, you know, put Katie down, put Katie and Lala down in the uh, asking questions basket of the cast that is growing by the minute. From there, we get a scene of the Toms at a food truck. Of course, they're talking about Raquel because, you know, 
what else would they have to talk about at this point? And <laughs> the way that Sandoval is kind of doing this performance art improv bullshit in this second half of the season when we know based on the timeline that has come out since then that he and Raquel were already doing something and Schwartz is like oh yeah like you know Raquel's cool but like I I feel like I should be like more into her or whatever and and Sandoval's like yeah nah 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 like like dude she is dope and it's like can you shut the fuck up Schwartz is saying he has this gut feeling that Raquel really has a crush on someone else. And it's like, this is sociopathic levels of these two having this scene on camera that is really must be fully constructed. People talk all the time about stuff on these shows being staged or being planned or being scripted or overproduced or whatever. But it's like, this is fully Tom and Tom thinking that they're fucking... DreamWorks over here putting together this little improv scene moment where they're having this conversation about Raquel being cool and then they're pivoting it into oh and and by the way you know Ariana she kind of thinks I don't want to be with someone who who thinks I'm stupid or you know who doesn't reciprocate the nice things I do for her like you know I'll rub her feet or whatever and then I don't know because she doesn't do that back and now she wants me to like fertilize her eggs or some shit and like man I like should we even be together (laughs) it is it is really it's maddening to watch because knowing that both of these idiots think they're putting on this like masterpiece theater of pulling the wool over all of our eyes and having this, you know, planting the seeds of Ariana being a piece of shit and planting the seeds of Raquel, you know, being this like, you know, Daisy Jones fucking blowing in the wind girl who everybody wants to have a chance with. It's like, give me a fucking break. This is so stupid. It feels like we, it feels like the two dumbest people you know are trying to pull a con on you and you're just watching them like fumble the bag time and time again, but kind of we're playing along with it just to kind of see how stupid they can get. And in a couple weeks, it's going to come crashing down. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. James was on Watch What Happens Live last night and he's, you know, he's in his like Taylor Swift reputation era. He's like, oh, well, you know, we're in an era of cancel culture. So, you know, you do something outrageous, there's going to be outrage. Am I right? (laughs) James still, I mean, this season, he's he's on the right side of history. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. And it's it's crazy. James and Allie have this scene. I'm suddenly very charmed by James and Allie together. Like, this is not where I thought this season was heading. But Allie's at home, you know, studying her astrology. And James is like, oh, is Pluto going into my Uranus? He's so stupid. God, he's so stupid. And I I really just can't help but, but giggling. 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal T-shirts. I love a black T-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50 percent modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot mention to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash mention. They're talking about this Raquel and Oliver situation, everything that's been going on. James doesn't buy that Raquel, Madame Influencer, didn't do any digging on Oliver before they were hanging out or making out or hooking up or whatever. I don't know about that. I feel like, you know, there... The fact that he's Garcelle's son and that he works for Lisa in Vegas, that's like a decent amount of info right there. And I do think, yes, Raquel is a a child of the social media generation, but at the same time, she also is a clout chaser. And I think that knowing she was going to hook up with Garcelle's son, that in and of itself might be enough star power adjacency to get Raquel like a little turned on. So I'm not sure that she would do a lot of digging about the situation with his, uh, you know, wife separated, allegedly, whatever. 
maybe, but also it's like, I think she knew who he was when they were in Vegas and she thought it would be kind of a good little storyline chance. Also, depending on the exact timeline, maybe there was already something going on with Sandoval and the Oliver thing seemed like a good misdirect. We already saw this whole rigmarole with Schwartz that we know is part of some cover-up. Like, the Oliver thing could play into that. Any other kind of love interest that she has this season suddenly seems a little bit sus when you know that there was this relationship going on beneath the surface. Uh, But anyway, Allie is stuck with this burden of having seen Raquel and Sandoval dancing at the Abbey. Uh, You know, I'm glad that she brought this to the surface, but I also don't envy the position that she's in now because, of course, she now has to decide kind of how to handle this. She already told the women, and then she saw Katie talking to Sandoval at Lala's birthday, so she's kind of stressed about this, that Katie probably told, you know, made some comment to Sandoval about the Abby thing. Allie tells James what Katie said about Sandoval and Ariana not having a lot of rules in their relationship. Uh, to me, this was a very nebulous comment that Katie made. Like, uh, she wasn't accusing anyone of anything. She just was kind of like, you know, throwing it out there. James is like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like they've got an open relationship. But, and I love this, James tells Allie, that instead of bringing this to Ariana directly and, you know, delivering her the news, <laughs> seeing what happens, he sh- she should talk to Sheena because A, Sheena is the closest to Ariana, so she'll know how to handle it. And B, Sheena fucking loves gossip, which, I mean, same, relatable. If I were ever on a show like this, I would be like, hey, if you ever have like a complicated discussion that you're not sure you want to bring up to, to the person right away... Uh, feel free to come to me first because I'll give you good advice, but also I just want the tea. Like Sheena has built a great reputation for herself of being a a tea a tea holder, and I'm a little jealous. Uh, we're all leading up to this beach day, but first, first we have a little sit down with LVP at something about her. I love that this is like a it feels like Shark Tank every time Lisa is sitting down with. Uh, Katie and Ariana or with Tom and Tom, like Lisa is the shark. Even if she's not going to invest in your business, she's going to give you, you know, the tough love you need to hear. They're looking for investors. LVP's like, you know, every day, every day this place isn't open. You're, you're wasting money. And they're like, yeah, we, we know, we know we're like, we're, we're seeing Tom and Tom literally like throw their savings down the drain right now. So we are, we're aware. Um, and then Lisa pivots directly into, okay, what else? What else? What else? Tell me about Lala's birthday. What happened? Uh, Lisa says she knows for a fact that Oliver and his wife are separated. Okay. Ariana says she doesn't want the gavel to come down on Raquel for, you know, potentially getting into a sticky situation, uh, which, you know, I, I don't disagree with. I think the Oliver situation there are other much worse things that Raquel has done, but Ariana riding for Raquel is just a painful example of dramatic irony that's going to come crashing down. Meanwhile, Katie is like, oh, no, no, no. She sucks. She's she's a hoe. She's a hoe. I mean, like me too a little bit, but like she's a hoe. <sighs> I do wish we could just get get a little bit away from the, the hoe, whore, slut, whatever diet, like vibe on these shows. It's such a strong go-to for a lot of the cast members on Bravo shows, calling someone a whore, calling somebody a slut, calling somebody a, you know, skank or whatever. We got to do better than the slut shaming. Shame shame somebody for lots of other things. The go-to insult doesn't need to be hoe. At this point, according to Katie, Raquel's hooked up with like two people. 
We'll get there later. I don't know. James is soon to be opening for Cascade at a music festival in Atlanta. That's very cool for him. Genuinely, I think that's, I think he's doing great things. Uh, DJ James Kennedy, we love it. Uh, Lala and him are talking. Uh, Lala, again, is shitting on Raquel, saying she's very robotic. Uh, James is kind of like, okay, yeah, 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 we we get it. You've, you've said your piece on Raquel. Maybe now we can just kind of like move on. Uh, James is planning a beach day and he specifically is inviting everyone, including Raquel, because he's used to not being invited to things and he doesn't want to make that into a thing. You know, he wants to be the one that's always inclusive, which is nice of him, I guess. Sandoval goes to get his, uh, quote, jizz results. That's disturbing. Uh, the morphology of his sperm is only 6%, uh, which could be tied to drinking and or wearing tight clothing. So that's going to be tough for him. Um, but you know, I don't know when he's going to be having kids anytime soon. Maybe him and Raquel will be having babies. I don't want to think about that. It's making me throw up in my mouth. Okay, the next thing we got to talk about. This little meeting with Sheena and Allie. Allie does her duty. She sets up a little sit down with Sheena. They're eating tacos. Allie, Allie makes the observation that in a normal friend group, when you break up with somebody, you might never see them again, or you might see them extremely rarely, but you're not hanging out with them. But in this friend group, every it's full of exes, and everybody just has to hang out with their exes all the time, and it's weird. And, you know, Allie, again, <laughs> proving that she is a, a normal person and not a lizard robot, and yes, she is correct. It is strange. Okay, so Allie tells Sheena... What she saw with Sandoval and Raquel dancing at the Abbey. And then she also tells her about Katie's comment that they have a no rules thing, whatever. Uh, and then she says that James made the open relationship comment. This is important because, you know, put a pin in that for later. Katie said no rules. James said open relationship. Sheena is like thrown off by this whole thing. She doesn't believe that there's a no rules thing. It's just disgusting that Katie would put that out there. Like, okay, Sheena is going to be like, if it's related to Katie at this point, Sheena is going to have an outsized reaction. She's going to be like, oh my God, that is absolutely sickening that she would even think something like that, let alone say it. That's crazy. Also, I would have no issue with Brock being out with Raquel at 2 a.m. I would be dancing with Sandoval at the Abbey at 2 a.m. Sandoval and Brock are like Raquel's brothers. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. That would never, ever, ever be a thing. Like, oh, sweet shishu. I get that you want to be a good friend. And at the time, you felt like Raquel needed you to have her back. But, like, you're, she looks like a fool, guys. She looks like a fool. Sheena. Sheena. I get, if you trust Brock, that's great. If you and Brock are in a great place, uh, do, do you. Summer Moon just turned two. She's the cutest kid in the world. They have a good thing going. They just got married. Respectfully, Sheena and Brock are different than Tom and Ariana. And whatever rules they do or don't or didn't have, Tom Sandoval is a fucking dog. I, if, the fact that Sheena, if Sheena really believed that Sandoval saw Raquel like a little sister, first of all, ew. Second of all, I even if I even before this news broke and I wouldn't have thought that Sandoval would have an affair with Raquel, I still would have said, yeah, he's like a horn dog who 
maybe is going to get himself in a sticky situation. I don't know. I think Sheena's being a little willfully ignorant. I think she's going to, I think she, she's going to be eating a lot of crow. Uh, But you know, she vows to tell Sandoval about everything that's been said, which, you know, is only a matter of time. And if somebody's going to do it, Sheena can be the bone carrier. She does it well. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring mayflowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Which brings us to the beach day. This takes up the rest of the episode because we're at the beach and then we're at this bar and it's a full disaster the whole time. Katie brings Satchel, Lala brings the Don. Both of them are brave and they are about to be, you know... They're about to live through World War III here at Hermosa Beach. More power to them. Um, Schwartz is like mad because the dogs have been in the bed with somebody else. Get a grip. If if you can't be, if Katie can't be mad about you making out with Raquel, you can't be mad about your dogs meeting another man. Sorry, that's not how that works. Uh, everybody's like, too much boundaries. Katie doesn't get a say. And it's like, okay, Schwartz looks like an asshole too. So whatever. Um 
Sheena is like, I'm just going to get a little sun before my laser appointment. Sandoval, can you come over here? Um, she brings up what Katie said and that Raquel is going after Sandoval, maybe. Uh, and Tom, of course, gets mad, like overly mad about all this hatred toward Raquel. Like Raquel's a great girl. Like, why is everybody so mad at her? <laughs> Sandoval is like so bad at concealing his true feelings about things because, you know, he's telling the confessional straight up, you know, that nothing has ever happened between him and Raquel. And then he literally like is having a full like nerve, like mental breakdown every time somebody says something negative about her. Like, babe, why are you that invested if nothing is happening? He also specifically highlights that the Abbey is like a a place of comfort for them and they know everyone there. So why would he bring like a secret fucking rendezvous to the Abbey, which, you know, now, of course, he looks even worse because we know that that's a lie. And then crucially, what I put a pin in before, Sheena suggests that Katie was the one who may have said open relationship, which, as we know, Katie made a more general, broad, vague comment about not having a lot of rules or having leashes or whatever. James is the one who said, well, that sounds like an open relationship. Maybe we're splitting hairs here, but I still think that Sheena, in a way, sort of put open relationship in Katie's mouth. And I think that set off Sandoval in a way that maybe... Look, I don't know if Sandoval is having rational nuanced thoughts here but i think if he knew that katie's comment was a little more general maybe he would have taken it differently maybe not but anyway schwartz then asks <laughs> james is bringing up the festival that he's performing at james asks Schwartz asks if it's bigger than rochella james freaks out says why would you bring up the darkest time of my life when i'm about to have the happiest time of my life and i'm so successful uh he calls tom a demented piece of shit um Tom is like, no, 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 I'm hyped for you. James is like, you're not hyped for me, bro. You make these stupid jokes on the side. Take a look at your own life. You still haven't opened up your shithole bar at the corner of Silver Lake Poop Hole Village. <laughs> oh my God, James really has a way with words. He throws his drink at Schwartz. Okay, it was rewarding for me to hear someone in the cast make this comment about the location of Schwartz and Sandy's because I believe on last week's Vanderpump Rules recap episode, I was discussing the geography of Schwartz and Sandy's and how it doesn't make sense to me as a financial decision because it is not close to any of the other Vanderpump establishments. It's not in an area where a lot of people are just hanging out looking for something to do. It's in a literal fucking strip mall. And I am pleased to hear that James also seems to agree that uh, the corner of Silver Lake and Poop Hole Village maybe isn't where you want to be setting up shop. Um, <laughs> and it's also interesting to me that uh, now this episode coming out, we see Lala and James both having sort of strong feelings about the fact that they haven't been able to get Schwartz and Sandys off the ground yet. That I think there's always been in this group a little bit more of a sense of respect of people working on their businesses and getting things going. And everybody on this show, for the most part, comes from somewhat humble beginnings. And, you know, when they started this show, they were like struggling models and actors working at a restaurant. And so the fact that they're 
owning businesses and having employees and selling products and all of this stuff, they've all come a long way. But Schwartz and Sandy's in particular seems like sort of this white whale of a thing that is becoming a little bit of a money pit. And I, whatever, I, I, I can't say it's not a little entertaining to watch Lala and James throw this in uh, their faces as they are, as these relationships are deteriorating. But after Schwartz gets the drink thrown in his face, he says that if James ever does that again, he'll put him in a headlock. I don't, I don't think Schwartz really has like a lot of fight in him. I feel like like maybe he's bigger than James, but he's not like, I don't think he's like stronger than James. And James is definitely scrappy in a way that I don't think, that I don't think Schwartz is. I don't know. (laughs) Let me know in a five-star review whether you think Schwartz or James would win in a fight. This is now all I can think about. Anyway, Allie is mad that James freaked out about Tom making out with Raquel again when he says he's completely over her. That's a separate issue. They can work that out on their own. Uh, Lala brings up Tom Sandoval bumping pee-pees with Ariana when he was still with Kristen. I don't even know. Like Some of this stuff, I'm like, how did we get here? What are we talking about? What's going on? It's a lot. It's a lot. But anyway, everybody ends up relocating to a bar to get drinks where, you know, part two of this whole battle happens uh, because first James and Schwartz are having another confrontation. Schwartz claims that he is a nice guy, but he can be callous sometimes, like the joke he made about Rochella. I don't know if I agree with that. I agree that he, I would, my assessment more is that Schwartz comes across like a nice guy, but maybe the callousness is the real core of that. And that's what we see when Lala and Schwartz start to get into it. Because Lala, of course, is not only peeved about Schwartz making out with Raquel, but she's still mad about earlier in the season, if you recall, Schwartz hanging out with Randall when she had specifically asked everyone in the group not to be buddies with Randall right now because they're going through this whole thing. There's legal stuff. It's a whole headache. She needs the support. She needs the loyalty, frankly. And Schwartz kind of, you know, threw that away too, just like Katie asked for the boundary of not hooking up with other people in the friend group. So it it is kind of interesting to think about it that way, that Schwartz kind of has this pattern of behavior that is dismissive of sincere emotional desires and requests stated by women that he claims to care about or, you know, is in a group with, but clearly doesn't really give a shit. He doesn't think that much about his actions. He's like, oh, well, I wanted to play pickleball. It's like, do you know how many people in this country play pickleball? Every day I'm looking at my Instagram stories. It's pickleball, 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 brunch, pickleball. Go play somewhere else. Find somebody else. There's pickleball courts. Tennis courts are being turned into pickleball courts left and right. If Schwartz can't find somebody else to play pickleball with, that's his problem, not Randall's. Uh, Lala says that she thinks talking to Schwartz is like talking to a farm animal. He then calls her corny, uh, tries to drag her for having plastic surgery and work done on her face. Uh, he says, give them Lala. Who the fuck is Lala? She comes for him for not having a successful business. He tries to drag her business. She says, you know, that's how I pay for my daughter. That's how I pay for my life. So how dare you ever come for that? Look, 
Did they both say things about each other that were less than nice? Sure. It's a fight. It's an argument. That's what we do. But when Lala is saying it, it's talking to you is like talking to a farm animal. Okay, not that nice. The business thing, not that nice. But again, we're all watching week after week after week after these guys buffoon their way through the experience of trying to open a bar while they're hemorrhaging cash and can't get it off the ground. That's a real thing to come for. Dragging her for her plastic surgery, that's not necessary. That's below the belt. Dragging her for this business that she has that she uses the money from to support her child. That's just like, it's not a winning strategy. And the way that Schwartz goes after Lala to me reveals something that we've seen flashes of before with him, that there's below the surface, this core of nastiness and really just like darkness. And and I think disrespect for women. I think that's something we've seen with him with Katie. There were all these times when it was just like he would basically shut down and just not listen to her and just be really kind of awful. And I think we see that coming out again with Lala this episode. And I was not necessarily expecting to see it in that situation. But (sighs) Lala then takes the chance to reiterate that she doesn't think Raquel did anything wrong in Vegas, um, which Raquel then brings up Katie calling her a whore. Katie says that she gave Raquel a chance to prove that she wasn't that person. And by making out with Schwartz at the wedding, she basically blew up that chance, um, which Sandoval hears. And it's like, oh, so Katie, we got to prove ourselves to you now, huh? You know, Ariana is not very happy about the the thing you said. And Katie's like, wait, what? What, what, what thing did I say? She barely even remembers. Allie is like, so Allie then says that Katie said, what Katie really said about Sandoval and Raquel is that if it wasn't public knowledge, something that was happening, Tom and Ariana might not care about it. So basically, the implication there is that they have some kind of agreement or some you know rules or arrangement or whatever, but that they don't want it to be public. Katie says she doesn't remember saying that, says that what she really meant is that Tom and Ariana don't have leashes. Again, all of these words mean different versions of the same thing. So I don't really know, but that if they do have some kind of open relationship that Ariana definitely doesn't know about anything happening with Raquel. I think that is the crux of the question here because there's all this, you know, with Schwartz and Raquel making out, it's like, who, what's the boundaries? What's your loyalty? Blah, blah, blah. Even if Tom and Ariana have some kind of open relationship, that doesn't mean that Ariana would have no feelings about Tom carrying on an affair with somebody who she was good friends with in secret. So that's going to be really interesting. (laughs) Sandoval closes things out by saying, you shouldn't be with someone for who you want them to be. You should be with them for who they are. Like, okay, so you're a piece of shit. So nobody should want to be with you. Okay, case closed. Bye. Oh, wow. Much to consider. Lots of drama. Next week's episode looks like a fucking firecracker. The little preview was great, and then Bravo posted the first seven minutes. Half the group is out glamping, camping, I don't know, smashing pumpkins for Raquel's birthday. Meanwhile, we find out that the night of that beach day when Ariana was out of town because her grandmother passed away after that whole debacle that I just recapped. 
Raquel went back to Sandoval's house. They got in the jacuzzi. Schwartz was maybe there for a while. And Raquel spent the night. Babes, it's going to be tough to come back from, let me tell you. I don't think there is any coming back from it. And nor should there be. I mean, get a grip. Get a fucking grip. Wow. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. We will be back next week with more episodes. Actually, we'll be back tomorrow talking Top Chef. So make sure you follow, subscribe to the show wherever you listen so you don't miss a thing. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.